You're listening to episode 233, and today we're talking all about the difference between living as your true self or your role self, and how your breakdown, anxiety, depression might be connected to the two. Take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to Same Boat Huddle. I'm just going to forewarn you, I my allergies are crazy today, so I'm not sick, but I'm praying I don't sneeze during today's recording. So I have been reading this personal development book. Um, I haven't read a lot this year. I've taken a, a very huge pause from consuming information this year, and I've just been kind of following my own intuitive lead of how I want to take in information. It's interesting because like, I actually have been feeling guilty. Um, I've been feeling like unsupportive because I have so many people I know who have podcasts and share such brilliant information. And there are a gazillion, I mean, I have like my own library (laughs) and I've only been consuming fun fiction novels. And I encourage you to kind of, and this is a little bit of what we'll be talking about today, um, but I encourage you to definitely follow your lead and trust it. So with that said, I have, um, I, I very randomly came across this book, um, and it was very intriguing to me, the title, uh, and I decided to get it and I've been reading it and my mind is blown. (laughs) So I'm going to share the title of it. Um, it's actually quite offensive and I'll share why in a second, but the title is called adult children of emotionally immature parents how to heal from distant, rejecting, or self-involved parents. Uh, And the author is Lindsay Gibson. So it sounds really offensive, right? Like my parents listen to my podcast. um, And so I don't want you guys to be like, what the hell? (laughs) So I think that there are definitely parents who have really... So this author explains there's definitely a spectrum. I think that there are really significant issues that some parents have as far as their emotional maturity and have like personality disorders and things like that. I also think that, and this, there's a chapter in this book about how essentially like baby boomers, and I don't think she actually classifies it as that, but just refers to earlier generations that children were meant to be seen, not heard. So like our my generation of parents, so mostly baby boomers, were raised to be seen, not heard. And essentially their emotional needs were not met. Met. This is obviously a general statement. This is not, um, as always, like cannot be applied to everyone. But because of that, then they didn't know how to raise us to fully meet our emotional needs. So it's, it's just this generational pattern. And it's tough for me because I struggle with like, that guilt feeling of never wanting to place blame on others or like shoulds or you should have known better, you should have done better to myself, to other people. And sometimes I think it's just important to understand it's just the fact of the matter that this is this is how humans function and how the general uh, generational patterns are and what our responsibility is as adults now to support ourselves so that we can begin to break some patterns. And then our kids and their generation are going to have their own work to do because we didn't do something quote unquote right, which isn't, there isn't right or wrong. It's just the more you know. And as you get older, 
and generations continue, we learn more and more. So that's my disclosure for that. So I, if anybody listens to that title and is like, well, that doesn't apply to me, it, it probably does, actually. There are pieces of it that are so insightful. And as I'm reading this book, I'm understanding, there's just so much validation I'm getting. And like, oh, oh my gosh, okay, this is a thing. I'm not crazy. Um, it's almost like we gaslight ourselves into thinking we aren't who we are or the way we feel isn't right, or things like that. So I also continue to read it, and I really think a lot of my LGA women and things that they are going through, and how I'm always thinking about how can I support them better. You know, the the Layered Growth Academy has information in it that is bar none. It's beautiful. I'm so proud of it. It's brilliant, and it has helped so many women, but it's not the end-all be-all either. There are always so many more things, and a lot of what this book is sharing with me is, is setting off a lot of light bulbs for the women I work with. However, I know most women who follow me and listen, this applies to you too. So what I wanted to share was this small section, and I haven't finished reading the book, and I know there's more to it about this. But I really want to introduce this concept to you because this ha- this was like a moment for me in reading this part of the book. So I want to talk about the true self and role self. And essentially, and this is definitely, it's a psychoanalytical concept. I forget who the founder is. It, there are different terms. Like there's like ego self, there's authentic self, there's false self. Like there's so many different um, interchangeable titles to this. And I don't even know who to give credit to or anything, but it's out there. It's not my credit, that's for sure. But I find that most people live inside their role self. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is basically the person you learned to show up as, right? So I want you to take some time, and this was an exercise in the book, but I want you to take a moment, whether it's it's later or you can pause the podcast and maybe write some things that whatever feels good for you or just kind of think about it in your head. Think about who you were as a kid. Think about, um, and they suggested like around fourth grade is a good age before you kind of learn to play a role. I think this can be interchangeable. So, <clears throat> oh my gosh, my I'm just going to have a frog in my throat the whole time. So I'm a child of divorce. My parents got divorced when I was um, about five-ish years old. And uh, so naturally, any child of divorce is going to learn to role play something. It's Again, no one has done anything wrong. It's just kind of how cookies crumble and how personalities work and how, you know, and every personality is different, um, all of those things. So I definitely feel like I learned my role self earlier than fourth grade, but you're even still, there is definitely like my authentic self still there in fourth grade. So I want you to think about yourself and how you enjoyed life, what, what you were attracted to in terms of style or like, how did you want your room decorated? What kind of music did you love? What kind of clothes did you like wearing? What kind of colors did you like? How did you enjoy spending your time? Did you, you know, did you, did you like being outside? Did you like being inside? What kind of vacations? did you enjoy? Oh my goodness. Um, excuse me. Hopefully, hopefully this will clear up, but probably not. Uh, think about all those things. And now think of yourself now as a grown woman or man and how you function now. Are, are you still that person? And look, you can even do a column. Like the book suggests folding it in half and then looking side by side of who are you now? Do you are, are there things that are similar on each side? And if the answer is no, you're probably living as your role self, not your true self. And basically what happens in life is that um, 
when we are only living within our role. And so what I, just clarifying that more. So I think of like, you know, if you're, and I'm a confident woman, but I've been thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm always living for somebody else. Like if you're your role self, you are putting others first way before yourself. Like all of you are like, well, that's me, right? Um, You're always trying to control other people's emotions and not in a micromanaging way, but in like a, I care about them so much and I don't want them to feel that way. Let me fix this for you, right? Um, Just basically trying to regulate other people's emotions. You are always like basically everything you do, you're doing it to receive validation. You know, are you working to get um, the validation through salary or recognition from your boss? Or, you know, are you cleaning your house because you want someone to walk in and validate you by saying, wow, you're such an amazing housekeeper. Or, you know, to have your husband come home and be like, you did so amazing today. Like you are worthy today because you emptied the dishwasher and did, did the laundry, right? So we're always working for validation from others. And I also, and this isn't talked about in the book, but I really feel like maybe this is where our guilt lives, that when we are not meeting our idea of our role self, this is where we always feel guilt. So I personally feel like, and this could be in writing somewhere, research, but just in my reading of this, I feel like this is probably where our guilt is, that if you're living inside of your role self and you're not meeting your own standards of what that role should look like and how you should play that role, that's when we feel guilty. Like, oh, we didn't do well enough. But when you're living as your true self, this is when you your self-care is your priority. Like there's no question, you always put yourself first and not in a selfish way. And again, I think this is where we can kind of have like a, is it a warring self? Like where you're, you're like at odds with basically your true self and, and who your role self is of what you think you should be. And this is why I think we have so much trouble figuring out how to make our self-care a priority. It's also when we're only regulating our own emotions. Like we're not so hyper-focused on regulating other people's emotions and and healing them for them, right? Like that, you know, when our husband's angry because they come home from bad day from work, we're trying to do everything we can to support them. Or like, instead of just allowing them to have their own feelings and work through it themselves, whether it's like a healthy way or an unhealthy way. Or um, now raising our children, co-regulating is important because we're teaching them how to regulate. We're not regulating the emotions for them. What that means, for instance, is like if your child is having a tantrum because they can't have the snack that they want before dinner, you're going to sit with them and you're going to mirror their emotions. Say they're angry or they're sad, like the lips. So you're, you're making a frown. You're going, Oh, and you're labeling the feeling. Do you feel so sad? Do you, do you feel like what, and labeling, like, what do you feel like in your body? Do you, does it make you feel upset? Oh, I know how angry it makes you feel that you can't have a snack before dinner and just allowing them to have the emotion there and helping to regulate maybe like a lot, like, stroking their hair, rubbing their back. It's not fixing it for them. It's not saying like, okay, you can have a snack because I'm so uncomfortable that I don't want you having a tantrum or snapping at them of like, why are you getting so mad? Don't you understand why you can't have a snack? Those are, so that's when our stuff is triggered and we're uncomfortable with the emotion that they're displaying. So there, there's, hopefully that makes sense with the differences there. Um, another sign of your true self is you're speaking your truth with no need to convince other people of anything. Like you don't need to 
convince somebody that this is what's true for me, whether it's like the outfit I have on or how I chose to do my hairstyle or how I choose to keep my house or who I voted for or like whatever it is, big or small, there's no need to convince people of anything. There's no need to look for validation that you did the right thing. It's just being you and you're fully accepting of yourself. So you don't need anybody else to, to, to like be convinced or like you need to convince them of the same thing that, that you did the right thing that, okay, you're right. I should have voted for that person or you're right. This is a better way to keep your house or you're right. That is the better haircut for you. You know, it's really kind of looking for our own validation. And then with that too, when you're in your true self, you're able to fully express your needs. And this is where I see our ability to express and hold our own boundaries. So here's an example of me yesterday. I, this past week, it's not even that I had so much stuff on my calendar of like a gazillion appointments, which is an obvious way of, I have so much to do and I'm so exhausted. There was a lot more emotional output this past week. There was just a mental and I felt exhausted. And quite honestly, I didn't take care of myself as much as I could have, not should have, but could have. Um, not that I didn't, I actually did a really great job in some regards, but I let things slip in other regards and I was really feeling it by the end of the week. And there's no shame in that. I'm a freaking human, right? We're not looking to be perfect. However, by Saturday, I, I, I felt bad. And I told my husband in the morning, I said, um, my daughter had a hair appointment and I said, outside of taking her for her haircut, this is where I'm going to be today. This is it. And you know, my husband gives me a kiss on the head and like, that's awesome. Sounds great because that's all I had in me. I don't have to do anything else. I have other days of the week to do the other things. And my, my priority was, was getting myself back to baseline because if I didn't guess what happens, you get sick, right? or something else happens. So I was able to fully express what my needs were. And also I know sometimes there's, some of you might be listening and going, yeah, if I do that, my husband or whoever might not accept that, or I don't have someone with me to like pick up the slack or, so I know there's, there's like super gray area and a lot of kickback with that. So it could be an example that doesn't apply for you, but recognizing how to express your needs is so important so that they can be met, but you're the one who meets them. You can't expect other people to meet them for you. Um, so that is probably a podcast in and of itself. If you want to hear something on that, please email me to let me know, Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com. So as I want to wrap this up, you know, this is obviously just grazing the surface and introducing this concept to you. And I want you to really sit with, do I think I'm playing my role self or my true self? And a huge indicator that you're living inside your role self is that you're having a breakdown. And this is part of what I see in myself and other women. Like I even told my husband how I've done such amazing work for myself in the past six, seven years of personal development and therapy and things like that. And I've, and I've created the layered growth Academy. I wrote a book and all of that, but I'm also like I've shared in this 2022 time in my life, there's been a little bit of a breakdown and not, not in like a meltdown, like I have to go to the hospital kind of breakdown, just this like these ethereal questions or like, um, existential questions of like, what am I doing? Who am I? How do I want to show up? All these big, big questions. And it, it makes me realize it's because I live so much of my life in my role self. And it's like, well, who, what color do I want to paint my nails? Because I'm always like, Hey husband, what color do you want? And he's like, yeah, why don't you just pay? Like, I don't care. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. Right. So there's, 
just these little nuances of considering how much this can affect us. Um, so if you're in this space of having this breakdown and you're burnt out and exhausted, it's very likely you are trying to hold up your role self and live inside of her or him constantly. And I'm finding, and I, I, I would say that I bet when we have quote unquote midlife crises, it's because of this. And I think that this is the time of our life that it hits. We're in this stage of life, typically falls around 40-ish, that we're like, whoa, who am I and what am I doing? And and I think part of the the process of that is exploring different versions of who you are. And people shame that into you're having a crisis. Like, why did you buy that car? Why did you do that to your hair? Why did you move away? It's like, because all of a sudden I'm realizing I don't want to be that person. This is who I actually am, right? So if you grew up and you wanted to get a major in art, like, isn't this the stereotypical, it's like the, um, the trope of, like teenage movies when they want to be an artist, but they're told you have to be the doctor, you have to be a lawyer, and you give up that part of yourself to fulfill the role that is expected of you. And ultimately, you're going to get to a point in life where it's just not working anymore. And it it shows up in breakdowns like anxiety and depression and things like that. So sit with yourself and ask yourself, what is my anxiety actually telling me right now? And it's so scary because it's, this is when it says the scary stuff. This is when it says, even though you've been successful in this job, you're not supposed to be doing this. You actually want to do this. Or it's saying, even though you've, you are rooted here, you're supposed to live somewhere else. Or even though you've always gone on vacation to this place, you actually want to travel the world or you actually want to go to this place, but you don't say anything because you're, regulating other people's emotions by being inside of your role self. And that gets very scary because there are a lot of logistics with that can that can really go haywire like making money and uh you know uprooting children and disturbing you know if you built if you built relationships on your role self like your marriage it's going to get a little clunky when you step into your true self. And that has to you have to be committed to to like slowly introduce your true self to yourself and your spouse so that you can work together to learn, like relearn who you are, whether, and maybe you're both going to do that at the same time. I don't know, but it's, it's a, it's a clunky journey because if you've built your life, if you're like, I'm 39, if you're 39, like me or any age, and you've lived your entire life inside of your role self, you know, since you were maybe say age 10 and you're just kind of realizing it, and you're beginning to figure out who you are and step into that, it's it's gonna make it's gonna shake the rug. It is absolutely gonna shake the rug. So it's you know, preparing for that. So I think as I continue to read this book and learn more, I will very happily share um, some information with you. I also highly recommend this book. I I mean, again, I'm a little embarrassed by the title of it, to be honest, because I think it kind of um scapegoats uh and and kind of puts our parents in a box. And I don't, I think anybody, whether you had really emotionally available parents or not can relate. Like most people can relate to what this book is sharing. So I highly recommend it. Um, additionally, next week I'm going to plan to do a podcast episode on holidays and, and just managing the feelings around that. I would really love to hear from you to hear any concerns or issues or how would you handle this so that I know what direction to take the podcast into. Generally, I would love to talk about 
just how to feel the way you want to feel inside of your holiday and um, what that might look like. But if you have very specific questions, like, you know, if you have this type of relationship with a person and these are the things they say, or, you know, we're expected to go around to all the houses, but we really just want to stay home. But then we feel like we're depriving the kids of being with their family or like any specific questions, please, please, please bring them to me. Cause I would love, you know, you're not going to be the only one. And I just want to be sure that what I'm sharing serves those who are listening. So be sure to email me, Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com. Um, and again, if you haven't heard, I am on Instagram. It's a personal account, Aaron Joyce 725. And, um, just be sure you send me a DM. So I know who you are, especially if you have a handle that isn't your name, uh, cause that happens sometimes. And I immediately delete the request and then I'm like, Oh wait, I think another person send another one over. So just be sure you're in touch with me. So I know who you are. Um, and I think that's all. So find your true self, learn who she is or he is and, um, explore that a little bit and see what opens up for you. And if you want to share it with me, I'm here. All right. I will talk to you soon. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I'll talk to you next week.